Welcome to Jesus at the Table. The podcast where we have real conversations about the spiritual journey, cultural issues, and big theological questions. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Jesus at the Table podcast. First episode. The first of of what? Thousands, maybe? I I don't know. Unlimited? You think there will be thousands? I'm hoping. I'm just thinking in terms of dozens so far at this point. (laughs) But anyway, hey, we are excited. This is the first episode of this new podcast, which we have been planning for a while. And uh, we're just excited that you're with us. Jesus at the Table is a podcast where we're going to be talking about... um, our spiritual journeys and about cultural issues and about theological questions people are talking about these days. And so we're just, um, we're excited to finally be, be getting started. Yeah, this is really exciting. And so. I'm and I'm here with my co-host, Leslie Zarita, by the way, and I'm Fran Lehman. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, so let's start out really quickly, um, I guess with a bit of honesty. You've been talking about a podcast for a really, really long time. So when did you first start thinking about a podcast and why? Yeah, it's, I think it's been, well, you know, cause I've been talking with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's been about three years yeah. that we've been talking about this. And of course we were coming out of pandemic and that kind of slowed things down, a lot of things down a little bit as far as ministry goes. But I think it's been three years. And the reason I started thinking about doing this was because as I looked around me, I saw this need. I kept seeing this need for conversation Mm -hmm. here in our own church, because in our church, as we may talk about, um, we've worked through a lot of big questions in the last few years, uh, but also outside the church. I see Christians uh, talking about all kinds of things. Well, really, I see see two groups of Christians, and I'm painting with a bit of a broad brush here. But I have seen those the group of Christians who needs to think more, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially as in terms of like how they're relating to certain questions and how they're relating to the broader culture. And I look at some Christians and I think you need to stop and you need to ask some questions and think about some things. But then I see this other group of Christians who want to think more. Some some questions have come up for them. Some little checks in their brain about are we relating to certain things or certain groups of people or to the broader culture in the right way. And they want to have conversation, but well, for one, maybe they're in a church community or in a circle of Christians that are like, nope, everything's figured out. Right. We don't need to talk about those things. Um, and they kind of need permission. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, well, you know that in our church here at Life Spring Church, we have cultivated this culture of hey, we can have conversation about things and we don't have to freak out about it. We don't have to get weird with each other. We can have conversation. So we said, why not do that with a podcast and invite not just the people in our congregation, but more and more people into the conversation, into the conversations (laughs) and say, yeah, we can talk about that because lots of people are feeling like there's things they want to talk about, they want to figure out. Mm So you kind of referenced this, but starting this podcast has something to do with the unique time that we're in, in our culture and in the church. So what is, what is unique about this time? Yeah, we're, we are in such a unique time. Um, in fact, I, I keep saying this to people. 
that so many things I see going on in the culture and the church, if I just go back 20 years, because I've been on this journey as a follower of Jesus for 40 plus years, if I go back even 20 years, the whole landscape is, mm-hmm. is different. You know, we look out in our culture and we have had all this upheaval in the last years. We have had upheaval around politics and we've had uh, upheaval around cultural issues that have resurfaced, issues about equality mm-hmm. for different groups of people, um, all kinds of different things. Um, and then we have the question, and so that alone has been like, I mean, I keep hearing people say it, like, have you ever lived through a time like this before? Right. Like, of course, there's political disagreement and things ebb and flow across the decades, right? But even people I know who are substantially older than me say things like, yeah, never seen a time like mm-hmm. this culturally. Right. And then we have the question of, in terms of the kind of the cultural piece, how are we as followers of Jesus processing that? right? How are we reacting in the political sphere? How are we responding to these cultural issues? How are we processing those as people who call themselves Christians? Um, And then some of that raises other, you know, uh, kind of theological questions, you know, like, like, what is God like? How does God want us to respond to these things based on what God is like and how he looks at human beings and, and all our messy situations? And so that has kind of brought a lot of Christians into this uh, process. The buzzword everybody talks about is kind of deconstruction, or sometimes I say remodeling. (laughs) There's a lot of people remodeling their faith these days because they're asking questions and they're saying, well, we were told these were all the answers, but we think maybe we need a little different perspective on some things. And so so it's a unique time. I've never seen so many Christians asking questions. I've never seen so much... um, you know, upheaval in the culture. Um, I guess maybe if I'd, if I'd have been, I was alive, but if I had been older in the 60s, maybe I wouldn't say that, right? Mm-hmm. With Vietnam War and civil rights movement, a lot of those kind of things. Right. But I, I didn't really personally experience those because I was a wee child. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a unique time. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I, and I think you're right. I think maybe the last time that it was that unique of a, a paradigm in our our society was probably back in the 60s. So it is something that for the majority of us, it's a new and different experience. Um, I'm thankful for this podcast because I think you're going to be touching on some topics or categories of topics that are going to touch on each of these things. So what kinds of topics or categories do you envision um, having as conversations in this podcast? Well, um, and I kind of said this a little bit at the beginning in my little intro, but um, we want to talk about our spiritual journeys. You know, there's a lot of issues to talk about this these days, right? There are a lot of cultural issues to talk about, and uh, there are a lot of questions about our faith, theological questions, if I can put it that way, um, that we're going to talk about. But as we work through those things, when I read the Gospels, the thing Jesus keeps inviting us to is spiritual communion. Mm-hmm. You know, come and come and know the Father. Come and follow me, right? Um, I think of those, what they call the upper room discourse in John's Gospel, where Jesus is saying, you know, if if I abide in you and you abide in me, together we're going to bring forth all this fruit, right? So we're going to talk about our spiritual journeys, but we're also going to talk about um, cultural issues like race and politics and other equality issues around um, women and um, 
We're going to talk about things like sexuality and gender, which are huge uh, topics these days. And we're going to talk about theological questions. You know, questions like um, a lot of people these days are rethinking how they understand what it means that the Bible is inspired and what the healthiest way is to read the Bible. We've seen the Bible weaponized, mm -hmm. right? We've seen the Bible read like the phrase we often use for it is that people read the Bible like a flat text, right? That I can pull a verse here or a verse here, and it all kind of has equal weight and authority for me. But is that really true? And right away, somebody's going to be like, oh, but is it really true? Does Abraham know as much about God? in the time he lived thousands of years ago, as Jesus reveals about God right. when he shows up on the scene and the answer is, well, no, with Jesus, and the New Testament writers tell us this, with Jesus comes greater clarity. So the Bible, in a sense, contains a progression of God revealing mm -hmm. himself, ultimately with the greatest clarity in the person of Jesus. So people are wrestling with questions about the Bible. People are wrestling with questions about uh, the cross, or as we say theologically, we talk about atonement, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, questions about um, questions about power, right? So, and and you can even tie that kind of back to those questions about about atonement, because our most popular understanding in the modern church of atonement has been this idea that the cross is a place where God takes out His wrath on right. Jesus, right, to to deal with our sin. Um, and so God uses his power in this uh, angry, wrathful way in order to rectify things. A lot of times Christians have then looked at the places in the Bible where we at least perceive that God has used power in these ways, in very dominating ways. And we said, oh, that's okay for us too. But then when we listen to the teaching of Jesus, Jesus is suggesting something different about right. how we relate to the question of power. So there are those kinds of questions. And, and for me, and this is been a helpful piece of clarity for me. Underneath all those theological questions kind of comes back to this one thing. So what is God really like? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, and we believe God has, has revealed himself most clearly in the person of Jesus. So we keep, that's why it's Jesus at the table, right? right. So, and then if we start asking what God is really like, that takes us back to the cultural issues because then we're like, well, so, based on our understanding of what God is like and how he sees people and sees situations, how he sees human beings and how Jesus related to people. Now let's go talk about issues of race and mm -hmm. issues of women and issues of politics right. and issue, all kinds of things. Through that so, different lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. All right, so why a, why a podcast specifically? You know, you, you preach almost every week and you preach on a variety of topics. Some of the types of topics that you have just talked about but why are you going to add a podcast to that? What makes a podcast different? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think the where that came from was, because I, I do preach, and I preach, if, you know, people who come to LifeSpring Church, they know I'll take on some pretty, mm -hmm. you know, tough topics. Right. I've, I've gotten, in, I, I'd like to say I've gotten in trouble plenty <laughs> preaching about tough topics. But Two things, really. One is a podcast is a conversation. Like mm -hmm. you and I are going to have conversations. We'll have we'll have guests on with us and have conversations. Mm -hmm. And the conversation, sometimes people may not see things exactly the same way, and that's okay. That's part of the conversation process. That's how we all grow, mm -hmm. right, is hearing different perspectives. So there's something about a conversation that draws you in and allows you to learn and process and grow in a different way. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of one thing. Um, the, the second thing about a podcast, and I, I said this to our, our leadership team when we, when we, when I first really, when this idea came together and I said, let's do a podcast, right? But I said, you know, to do a podcast and have people interested in watching it and for it to be helpful, mm-hmm. we have to be able to talk openly about things. So the way I would say it is this, when I preach a sermon on a topic, I may push the envelope a little bit, but I'm still careful because my purpose on a Sunday morning preaching a sermon is not to just um, talk about some issue. I want to hold up Jesus Christ, who has made the good and beautiful God known to us and see people drawn to him. And that's my ultimate goal. So even if I talk about a topic, that's where I'm trying to come back around. Sure. Here, we're going to take time. We're going to say, well, no, we're going to talk about this issue. And so one of the differences is that here we'll talk about things in a little more of, or maybe a lot more of an open <laughs> way. I would even use the word like a, a more raw way where we're going to put mm-hmm. things on the table. You know, I, I suppose a good example would be, you know, during all the uh, political upheaval that Christians got very involved in during the last presidential election cycle, and that's going to come around again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about politics, but I was careful about talking about specific situations, right? We'll be less careful here mm-hmm. um, because we'll say, let's really talk about how we process that thing that happened right? as Christians, right? Um, well, and you'll have people with differing opinions, so you might slug it out a little bit, yeah. or you wouldn't be doing that if you're preaching from the pulpit. Right, exactly. At least it usually doesn't happen that way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so podcast is different. Okay. Yeah, podcast is different. So, Jesus at the table, you, you, you've dipped your toe into explaining this, but yeah. you really didn't. It's an interesting name. Where did that come from? You know, I... I work through all kinds of name ideas, right? When you start something like a podcast, you think you want it to have a name that, you know, and I wish I could think of some of the names I went through. <laughs> I would have a name I would like for two days and then I'd look at it again and I'd say, no, 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 that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna connect to what it is, you know? And finally, I was working on my list of names or some name ideas one day and I typed out Jesus at the table and I went, huh, because the table, it's a table because it's a table of conversation. This is a conversational podcast, right? So, but our whole, my whole movement in my Christian journey has been back toward Jesus. And I know some people will hear that. Some of you are going to hear that and you'll say, well, duh, you're a Christian. Of course, it's movement back toward <laughs> Jesus. But we've had so much emphasis on just extracting Bible texts and verses or being entrenched in the ideas our preachers have taught us over the years that sometimes that displaced Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think in our in the people who are in our orbit and in our church community, we've started to say more and more, well, what if we recentered our faith in Jesus? Like with all these different questions, what if we asked, what do we think if Jesus was sitting here in the flesh, and he's not, but if he was, based on our reading of the Gospels, what Jesus said to people, how he treated people, the things that he taught, what do, we, what do we suspect Jesus might say about this question or how he would approach it or how he would approach the people involved in this situation? So what if Jesus were here at the table? So now here's the thing. We're not always going to know the answer to that question, right. right? We don't have a hotline where we can just, you know, call the Lord and say, hey, give us a judge's ruling there's no on bat this. phone. Yeah, there's no <laughs> bat phone, right? So, but here's what, here's what the real issue is. Have we been thinking that way, mm-hmm. Right. I love something that uh, the pastor theologian Brian Zond says. 
he says, you never get to say to Jesus, you never get to wave your Bible in the air and say, yeah, Jesus, but I got a verse here that says, <laughs> right? I got right. a verse, I got a verse. Because um, Jesus is going to be like, I, I wrote the verse, you know? So uh, that matters. Have we been asking the Jesus of the, and I do this in my sermons all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey yes, folks, by the way, when I say Jesus, I mean the Jesus that we find on the pages of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Not the Jesus that you think thinks what you think he thinks, right? (laughs) And so uh, let's let's go back and ask. So that's how we're going to do these conversations. We're going to say, well, what does a Jesus-centered or a Jesus-like perspective on this question or that? What might that look like? Yeah, yeah, like he's sitting right here with us. Um, This is episode one of hopefully many. And we're, it, it's our hope and our plan to drop roughly an episode a week. So what comes after this one? Like, what are the next few weeks going to look like? You want to let people know what, right. what, what's kind of in our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I get, a little, I get a little nervous about that episode a week thing, by the way, <laughs> uh, because I think like, man, it's like I, I already produce most of the time a sermon a week, sometimes a Bible study a week. And what do I always say to you? What do I say? What? You got this. You got this. Yeah, you always tell me you got this when I'm like, I got too much to do. Anyway, uh, yeah, so here's here's what I can tell you what's coming up. So what's coming up is we're going to be doing a conversation with our friend David Larson about the question of um, are we experiencing the beginning of the next great reformation? Like we talk about the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. right? So uh, there's a lot of shift going on in the church. There is. And... We're going to have a conversation about that and say, is it the beginning of a really big shift? And what's going on with this shift? So we have that conversation. Uh, we're going to have a conversation in the next few weeks about the question, um, what if God really is like Jesus? And again, people might go, well, you know, Jesus, of course he is. But a lot of times we talk about God and we claim things for God, attitudes and perspectives and movement. It doesn't look or sound much like the Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, right. and John. So what if, because for a lot of us, that's been a huge question, right? Mm-hmm. What if What if God really is like Jesus? Uh, we're going to have a conversation about Christians, how Christians relate to temporal politics. I mean, what we've been through mm-hmm. and what's probably coming, um, not just in the culture, but again, how the Christian community relates to it. So we're going to have an episode where we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to do an episode in the next few weeks on what I call, and I don't take this the wrong way, folks, but the big kerfuffle over uh, the LGBTQ issue, because that's a big issue for Christians, and I'm not making light of it. Uh, It's a big issue for Christians. It's an issue that that many of us have had a very big journey with, Um, so we're going to have a conversation about that. But really, what we're doing with this is, with the next few weeks, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about some big topics like this, because what I want to do is give people a taste of what this podcast will be like. and But can we explore everything about Christians and politics in a 30-minute episode? No, no, we cannot, or no. about any of these issues. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some one-off topics to say, hey, this is what we're going to do on Jesus at the Table. Then in time, what we're going to do is double back. And just like how we do sermon series at Lifespring, mm-hmm. we'll do some series. So we might take three or four episodes and talk about Christians and politics, or we might take three or four episodes and talk about, um, you know, how we understand, read, and approach the Bible, or um, how uh, unpack kind of all the different questions that are part of this LGBTQ thing that we're all wrestling with, right? Um, so that's kind of what we're going to do. One-off topics, give everybody a taste of what we're going to do, um, have some juicy conversation, then we'll double back and, and maybe 
slowly unpack some of those topics. Okay. So, but to be clear, this isn't like the Fran and Leslie show. No, you are going to have guests. Hey, we could have called it that. We could have called it the Fran and Leslie show. Something, something tells um, me that wouldn't quite get to what it is that we're going to be no, doing. No, we're going, we're going to have guests. And true confession, you know, I work so hard at LifeSpring. Honestly, I'm not the most well-connected guy because I don't invest all my time in like connections with all these big name people out there. So it's going to be kind of a process where we're going to have uh, guests from within our church, people we know locally, then maybe eventually some people who are a little more well-known. And I'm hoping that we build enough audience that's going to be up to you guys to help mm-hmm. us, that we build enough audience that eventually some of the more well-known uh, people in the Christian community, in the body of Christ, that I'd really love to get on this show will say, oh, yeah, you guys are getting some traction. you got a good thing going, <laughs> and I'll come and be a guest. So, um, and, and a lot of times we'll do it in studio, mm-hmm. but we will also be doing some uh, remote podcasting because we're going to have on guests who are in other states and things like that. Um, and so, but I'll, I'll always like the in-studio thing because I, I love this. So yeah, the, the if, in-person thing is fantastic. If it's, if it's local guests, we'll probably say like, you know, hey, we'll buy you a really good cup of coffee if you'll come sit in the studio <laughs> or something. I don't know. But Hopefully we won't have to bribe people to <laughs> right, come. Right, <laughs> hopefully not. not. So. All right, so I've kind of saved this question for last because I would say maybe over the last decade or so, um, this is what's behind the journey which led you to this point in your life and to the life of our church, and I guess really to this podcast. You have referred to this before, that you have kind of been going through a theological evolution. Can you describe that? Yeah, yeah, I do use that phrase. I say, you know, my, my I'll tell people, you know, in my own theological evolution, mm-hmm. I don't know where that, when I first started using that <laughs> phrase, but it became, I've always been in an evolution in my Christian journey. Uh, that's what it is to grow, right? Right. But I realized a number of years ago, um, man, I'm really in some, I'm really in some theological evolution here, um, and it's been good and, and it's been beautiful. Um, so, um, you know, my journey, just to give people who don't know me a larger picture, Linda and I, Linda, my wife, she and I are a couple of Catholic kids, mm-hmm. grew up in good families. You know, faith mattered but wasn't personal, if that makes sense. And we both came to know Jesus uh, when we were in high school. I always like to say Linda was a pretty good Catholic girl, and I was a little vandal and drug addict, um, even though I came from a good family. And uh, we both found this more personal relationship with Jesus through something called Young Life, if people have heard of that. Um, And then, you know, as we we got married very young at the age of 20, and we kind of moved on from our Catholic roots into more... uh, you could say evangelical or sometimes we just say like Bible preaching type churches, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that's been our adult journey has been mostly in that kind of evangelical uh, stream, heavily relying on scripture as the primary guide and all of that. Um, we, we have always been, I don't know why, it might be my parents who were my parents were open-minded people who were raised in that liberal education tradition that said, you, you go to college to become a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. The arena of ideas matters. You listen to other people um, because you, you want to always be a learner. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be a learner in my faith. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in the kind of Bible preaching church camp, have, have tended sometimes, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, 
to be like it. We have the Bible. We've sat under pastor so-and-so for five years now. We know the answers. There's not a lot more to learn. And I, I just have always thought there's always more to learn. You don't see everything yet. So we've always been trying to grow, you know, in these different ways. And that that's kind of always been the case. And, and I, that's a beautiful thing because our faith has deepened. You know, you realize, oh, I've looked at this as a Christian this way, but it needs to be, the Lord is helping me see it. Needs, I need to adjust that view. It's a little more this way. But then um, I would say, especially in the last decade and even more intensely in the last five to seven years, certain questions have arisen for me that I never thought that much about before which is maybe a little embarrassing because I'm a thinking guy when it comes to my faith, um, you know, that have caused me to back up and say, well, maybe something over here I really didn't get. So I'll give you a good example. So, you know, I've wrestled over the years, for example, you know, we talk about the wrath of God, anger of God, judgment of God. We can look at Old Testament texts where uh, there's a lot of Old Testament texts where God is, um, described as either commanding or committing mm-hmm. um, very strong violence ag- against uh, certain groups of people. And I've read those and been like, hmm, you know, but but, but kind of didn't know maybe what to do with all that. Just kind of said, well, you know, no, I love Jesus and I know I love the Bible. And then uh, a number of years ago, quite a number of years ago now, sitting with my son-in-law, Stephen, um, who, you know, has uh, served a lot as a pastor and is a real profound thinker. And I don't know what we were talking about, but he looked at me and he said, well, you know, he said, that's a that's a question. And again, I don't even know how it arose in our country. He said, that's a question that a lot of theologians are kind of freshly, freshly wrestling with right now. The question of, you know, whether God is violent or not in, in any way at the mm-hmm. core of his nature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> because I had never asked that question that mm-hmm. way, right? I'd wrestled with descriptions of that about God, in, including in Scripture. But when that question landed on my plate, I was like, oh, is God violent? Does God use violence to accomplish his ends, mm-hmm. right? And we can point to certain things in Scripture that say, yep, and Christians a lot of times get a hold of that and say, oh, we can use power and even violence right. in those ways. But then Jesus comes along, it's that Jesus thing, mm-hmm. and he says, hey, love your enemies. Mm-hmm. and turn the other cheek, and don't force people. And you're like, oh. And then, you know, I think of the Garden of Gethsemane. You know the story. Peter pulls out the sword, cuts off the right. ear of the high priest's servant. And Jesus says, put away your sword. Those who live mm-hmm. by the sword are going to die by the sword. Mm-hmm. Well, does God not want us to approach power that way or use violence, use the sword that way? So that's a good example. Then you're like, oh, so that's a big theological evolution. Now, spoiler alert. I no longer believe God is intrinsically violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 here's the beauty of this podcast. Somebody watching is going to go, well, what does that mean for this and this and this? That's why we're having a podcast, because <laughs> we're going to talk about those kind of things, you know. Um, but, you know, questions also like, you know, is, is God really like Jesus? Because mm-hmm. this is what the New Testament writers, I didn't always see it. They are blunt about the fact that God is like Jesus and they're completely forthcoming about the fact that they did not know completely what God was like. And then they saw Jesus Jesus, Mm -hmm. and they walked with Jesus and they heard what Jesus said and taught and they saw how Jesus died. And they said, 
we didn't know what God was really like, and now we do, right? right? So if that's true, and you put it in the center of your faith, I've found, boy, that raises some really big questions and takes you some new places. Ultimately, I believe some beautiful places. Mm -hmm. um, or we could talk about, you know, some of these, you know, questions about the Bible that have been part of my theological evolution. You know, is the Bible a flat text, right? Did God dictate it, which is how a lot of Christians kind of come across? Or did God inspire it, but also used into that mix the personality and the cultural conditioning mm -hmm. of, of the writers? If you read the text as an outsider, you go, well, yeah, obviously this is Paul writing this, or this is, you know, this is the this is this particular gospel writer arranges his material a certain way and emphasizes certain things because he's Matthew and he's writing to Jews or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, is that part of the picture? And how does that help us understand how to best approach the Bible so it takes us into its healthy, good, rich, beautiful faith? So, um, you know, so and that's been a big so. I guess I'll just talk about that for a second. That's been a big issue, right? The Bible piece is maybe the biggest issue for the modern Christian because if the Bible is a flat text, you can just reach into the Bible everywhere and anywhere and you can make your arguments. But Jesus doesn't say to us, uh, he who meticulously dissects and follows the text will not walk in darkness. Right. Jesus says, he who follows me mm -hmm. will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So is there a difference between reading the Bible as a sort of encyclopedic instruction book, flat text, encyclopedia kind of thing, versus reading the Bible with Jesus? Mm -hmm. For example, if you were alive in the first century, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a later podcast, but if you were alive in the first century and you said, we have our Old Testament, what we now call the Old Testament, mm -hmm. we have our Jewish scripture, we know what it says, we've got the answers, Jesus comes along and three or four times in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you have heard that it was written, and then he quotes from mm -hmm. the Jewish scriptures, and he says, but I tell you no, and then he modifies the instruction, and you go, <laughs> oh, so is there a difference between reading the Bible as a flat encyclopedic text or reading the Bible with Jesus? I think there is a difference between those two things, which kind of brings us back to this. What if Jesus were at the table right. with us? And our question just wasn't like, oh, we're Christians and we think this. But we said, no, 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 slow down. Read the Gospels. Read the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. What if Jesus were here? What, what would he tell us? Would he shift our view? On anything would he shift our hearts mm -hmm. on anything right um so uh, which by the way is what the new testament writers encourage us to do they're always saying like set your gaze on jesus yes. fix your eyes on jesus set your eyes not on things below but on things above where jesus is seated at the right hand of the mm -hmm. father right or favorite verse for me and folks in our church know this, Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, where the writer says, he's a Jewish writer, and he says, in the past, God spoke to our fathers through the apostles. Lots of different times, lots of different ways. Then he says this, but in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, who is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his mm -hmm. being. And that, the writer of Hebrews is saying, that changes everything. And if you get, if you get a hold of that picture, and maybe that's a new thought for some people, but stick with us. If you get a hold of that picture, you want Jesus at the table, yeah. and 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 you know that that's gonna that's gonna take you new places. Absolutely. So, and anyway. and, and I I have to say, 
that is one of the things I admire most about you and, and love about you is your ability to rethink things that you had once thought differently or had entrenched your mind or heart in and that you're able to look through that lens of Jesus and say, I might need to rethink this. I think that's a really nice way of you saying you know how to get in a lot of trouble, Fran. <laughs> because anytime you rethink things, people don't always love that you're rethinking things. When I was a younger pastor, I would feel kind of like ashamed when people would say, you know, you're changing your mind on this and I don't want you to change it. I just want you to take this book and preach it at me hard and blah, blah, you know. And I would get that sometimes from people. Yeah. But then I realized somewhere probably in my 40s um, that that it's impossible to like have it all figured out, even as a right. pastor, and say, I'm just going to have this all figured out, and then I'll just tell people about it for the next 30 years. We walk by faith and not by sight, you know. Um, Paul says, you know, now we see through a glass darkly. Only then will we see face to face. So we are works in progress. We are right. learning. We are growing. We are figuring things out. And so once I got over the shame of not having everything figured out, then I realized, like, I like being on this growing journey. <laughs> and But, you know, it is an adjustment for people to be like, you know, Hey, even your pastor is still learning. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a good thing. It's I think a good it's thing. a good. I think it's a good thing. So, so I think that's all that we have for today. So, to those of you watching, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming in for our first episode ever. First number one. Number one. Number one in the books. Yeah. And what do you want to say? So, hey, before you go, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button and subscribe uh, so you get notifications when a new uh, episode drops to YouTube. If you're listening to the audio podcast somewhere, please subscribe and share it to your social media. You can share the episode to your social media. And if you're listening at our website or you go to our website, which is jesusatthetable.com, you can join our email list and then we'll send you some extra special things uh, through there. So other than that, thanks for joining us today and we will see you next time for more conversation with Jesus at the table.